Quick, think of the last time you really needed help with something, whether it was at work or in your personal life. How quick were you to ask for the help you needed? If you didn't immediately jump up and do it, what stood in your way? Hello there. My name is Spiwa Jefferson. I am a lawyer and certified mindfulness practitioner with a passion for helping people find and operate from their peaceful path using mindfulness meditation strategies. Today, we are talking about how to ask for help. We're going to explore five common reasons why we don't do it, look at some scientific research debunking some of those myths, and end with a mindful and five set of suggestions to help you open yourself up and seek the help you need. Asking for help can be difficult, and there are many reasons why we find it hard. So as a starting point, let's dispel some common misconceptions. Let me just say off the bat, seeking help is actually a sign of strength and not weakness. It takes courage to acknowledge our limitations and vulnerabilities and ask for the support we need when we need it. So let's start with what may be your first burning question. Why is asking for help such a crucial coping skill in the first place? Let's look at this question from two perspectives. The perspective of the person asking for help and the person the perspective of the person being asked for help. And even as I cheer you on to ask for the help you need, I'm not just lecturing you from my ideal and philosophical ivory tower. Here is my short story. I am delighted to say that I work in a fully supportive department. We enjoy each other's company. We love working together. We work really hard, but we also have so much fun doing it. I feel fully supported and don't take it for granted for one minute because I have not always worked in environments like this. If you don't work in an environment like this today, what I can tell you for sure is that they do exist. And yet, I know what it is to hesitate to ask for help for any number of reasons. For me, I did feel like, hey, they hired me to do this job. I should be able to do this job. Why? God put me in this job and he never makes mistakes. I have the skill and ability to do it. So why am I always up until ridiculous hours every week, night, evening doing this job? And it would suck up every waking moment of every weekend if I let it. But wait, isn't that why they pay me to come to work every day? So why did it take me so long to ask for help? I'm going to give you five common reasons why we don't ask for help, and maybe you can see yourself reflected here or come up with your own reasons while you listen. Reason number one, it turns out that asking for help can hurt, but not in the way you think. A Harvard Business Review article pointed to research in neuroscience and psychology demonstrating that there are real social threats involved in asking for help. So, maybe it's not all in your mind. 
The fear of asking, fear of rejection, uncertainty as to what the answer will be, fear that your status might be diminished, fear of being seen as less than, all those fears activate the same brain regions that physical pain does. In other words, the fear of asking for help can actually hurt. Reason number two, your real or imagined hangups. For a lot of people in the workplace, you might find it hard to ask for help because you don't want to appear incompetent. Maybe you are already suffering from imposter syndrome, the idea that you don't even belong here. A lot of professionals of color carry the burden of feeling like they have to be twice as good to be considered half as competent as their white counterparts. So when you really do need help, it can be very difficult overcoming these mental roadblocks. Not only that, but at least in American society, our culture values self-reliance and independence. So asking for help may be perceived as a sign of weakness. Who wants to be thought of as less intelligent or less capable than their co-workers? <laughs> Reason number three, you need to prove yourself. Also associated with your real or imagined hangups, you may not want to ask your, for help because you have this idea that you need to prove yourself. That imposter syndrome has you thinking you need to demonstrate your competence, your independence, your brilliant wit, and you just can't bring yourself to admit that you can't do it all alone. Reason number four, your environment. Another issue that may stand in the way of your asking for help may be that you don't feel safe and supported asking. Maybe You work in an environment where either you or someone else has been betrayed when you demonstrated any element of uncertainty or vulnerability. Maybe your boss has already signaled that they don't trust you or they don't think you're competent or they don't think you belong on their team. That is certainly not someone that you would feel comfortable asking for help. Or maybe you work in a toxic environment where people who ask for help might be left out or ridiculed or laughed at. Maybe you worry that your colleagues may talk about you behind your back or see you as the weakest link. And workplaces that have a very competitive or cutthroat culture Uh, may be just the kind of workplaces where you might be judged and your fear of being judged might be a very real threat. Reason number five. Finally, maybe you just don't want to be a bother. I have found that this can be a really common reason why people don't ask for help. You don't want to bother other people. They are busy. They have their own issues to deal with. Surely you don't want to ask them to stop and interrupt their own lives to deal with whatever your piddly problems might be. Now let's look at asking for help from the perspective of the person being asked. Let's just start with you. Think of a time when someone came to you asking for help. 
How did you feel? Valued? Needed? Honored? Delighted? Plain old good. If any of those words applied to you, they are actually scientific reasons for why you might have reacted that way. According to Cedars-Sinai Medical Center, asking for help can release oxytocin, which is sometimes called the love hormone. Oxytocin can help strengthen social bonds and build trust between people. It is also tied to increasing our feelings of generosity, friendliness, and it can also lower our blood pressure. Acts of kindness can increase our love hormone as well. Sometimes if you are feeling sad and blue, someone might suggest you go help other people or volunteer. This actually can make you feel better because even random acts of kindness can release dopamine, a chemical in your brain that increases your feelings of euphoria. Some people apparently call this the helper's high. If you have ever gone on a mission trip or packed food for complete strangers for an organization like Feed My Starving Children or a food pantry or helped build or refurbish someone's home or done anything to help a cause or your church or even just donated money for a good cause, you might remember how good that felt even if you were exhausted to the bone at the end and even if you didn't know exactly who you were helping. That was your helper's high kicking in. What other hormones? Let's see. Ah, yes. Being kind can also increase serotonin, a neurotransmitter that helps regulate your mood. Recently, I received a call from a former colleague I worked with years and years ago. He called because he was interested in getting some advice about a move he was thinking about making in his career. Not only was I absolutely delighted to have a conversation, but it also allowed us both to catch up on family, kids, and careers. I told him all about my life since he and I last spoke, and I caught up with what was happening with him, and we had an absolutely wonderful conversation. I walked away from that discussion feeling so grateful that he had reached out, and I'm fairly certain that he probably never imagined what a blessing he was to me that day because he was the one who called thinking that he needed my help. Before he called, he probably worried that it might be inconvenient for me, and he probably thought he didn't want to bother me. I don't know how long it took him to summon up the courage to give me that call, But this is just an example how, on the one hand, he might have thought I was doing him a favor by helping him think through a particular issue, when, as it turned out, it was he who did me a favor by really brightening my day, not just because he thought enough of me to think I might be able to give him some useful suggestions, but also because it was absolutely delightful to catch up. Cornell University professor Vanessa Bones, I hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly, 
found through research by her and her co-authors that on average, people were willing to help at a rate that was 48% higher than the people asking for help expected. Research conducted by Stanford social psychologist Xuan Zhao showed that people regularly underestimate others' willingness to help. We want to make a difference in the lives of others, and we feel good and even happy when we are asked for help. Her research, Xuan Zhao's research, supported this notion that asking for help can lead to meaningful experiences and strengthen our interpersonal relationships, whether with friends or strangers. So all that to say, we underestimate how often people are likely to want to help us, and we also underestimate how much they are willing to help us and what they're willing to do to assist us along our journey. So all this shows that asking for help can be a huge benefit for the person offering the help. But what about you, the asker? Well, the first obvious thing is the thing that you need help with will be addressed once you ask and get the help you need, right? Research has also shown that seeking help can have positive effects on our mental health, including reducing symptoms of depression and anxiety, loneliness when you are the only one pulling all-nighters because you don't have enough hours in a day and you haven't asked for the help you need to conquer that mountain of work, asking for help can increase your feelings of self-worth and confidence and improve relationships. When we ask for help, we are able to gain new perspectives and insights, and we can learn from others who have faced similar challenges. Additionally, asking for help can lead to greater social support, which has been linked to better physical and mental health outcomes. Look, even if you don't have a trusting environment in your department, you can look for people elsewhere in your organizations. Mentors and sponsors can be a really good sounding board for this. So look for places and safe spaces where you can ask for help. I have a group. We call ourselves the Sister Circle. It is a group of similarly situated in-house lawyers, deputy general counsel and general counsel, and we get together on a regular basis and we have a WhatsApp group chat where we just talk to each other about life, work, all of the things. And this is the place where I go for everything from, hey, I'm looking to fill a position to, you know, hey, I am thinking about, not me personally, but you know, I've had colleagues and friends in my sister circle who have switched jobs. In fact, I switched jobs in the course of time. I think, let me think how many times now. I've switched jobs once, twice since we've had the sister circle. So I have been in that place where I've said, hey, I'm switching jobs and I need some guidance. I need some input. But we support each other. And this is completely unrelated to my company, but it is a very safe place where I feel I can talk to other women 
who are in my position and who are always, always willing to jump in with resources and suggestions and referrals for anything that any member of our group needs. I am also involved in some other associations like the National Bar Association, like TechGC, the Association of Corporate Counsel, Mabel, the Minnesota Association of Black Lawyers. All of these organizations also serve as a sounding board and a support in one way or the other. And we are able to network with other lawyers, other professionals for mutual help and support. So all that to say, there are places and spaces where you can find safety in asking for help, even if you don't feel safe in your department or among your coworkers. By acknowledging our limitations and seeking assistance when we need it, we can cultivate greater resilience and cope more effectively with life's challenges. Ultimately, asking for help is a sign of strength and a commitment to our own well-being. So true story, um, I started by telling you about my own situation. And uh, here I am in this department, and in my department, I have a counterpart. So one day, he and I were just having just a heart-to-heart, and I asked him, so hey, are you also working until 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night just trying to keep up with the workload? Is it because I am relatively new to this job that I, and, and maybe I'm just inefficient? Now, I've been in this job for two years. Uh, He didn't quite laugh at me, but he came pretty close. And what he was amused by was the notion that as productive as I am, I thought that it was my inefficiency that was the cause of my long hours. Well, that conversation led us to really confront the fact that our company had grown so much over time that our department was now understaffed. We went to our boss And one of the reasons I love my job in the place where I work is because she was more than willing to listen and hear us out. And um, I am delighted to say that even as I record this, I'm in the process of filling two positions that will really help us be more responsive to our internal clients and free me up to do other things, not the least of which is getting off work at a decent hour and sleeping at night. Imagine that. So... What do you do if you are in this position where you feel like you need to ask for help and for whatever reason, you haven't? Step one, start by assessing your situation. Take a moment to evaluate the situation that you are facing. Ask yourself, is it something that you can manage on your own, really? Or if it requires the input or assistance of others? Are there others around you either at work or in circles outside of work that you can ask? God lovers, seek and lean on God's wisdom and guidance because if he put you in that position, you also know that there are valuable lessons for you to learn and opportunities for you to grow and there is a way that help can be yours. Suggestion number two. Identify your limitations. Consider your own strengths and limitations. If the situation requires skills or knowledge you do not possess, or if it requires three of you, 
it may be time to ask for help. Remember that mindfulness is all about being present in the moment without judgment, and we are often our own worst judges. So really try and set that self-judgment aside and really look at what is happening with you in this moment. Nobody can do everything. I always tell my kids, everybody gets something, but nobody gets everything. So there might really be some limitations, real limitations to how far you can stretch yourself or even the skill set that you bring to the table. And you might be asked in this moment to do things that were never part of your original job description, were never things that you um, perhaps even knew how to do and how to do well in the first place. Suggestion number three, consider the potential consequences. Reflect on the potential outcomes of both asking for help and not asking for help. Which option is more likely to lead to the best outcome for you or those involved? In my case, not asking for help would have meant that I would continue to fall behind, that the people that I support would continue to see um, maybe increased inefficiency and uh, they would end up being frustrated. And so best for me to get more people and more hands on deck to assist so that we can continue to be efficient. Step four, evaluate your support system. Take stock of the people in your life who may be able to assist you. Consider their availability, their expertise, and willingness to help. Finally, step five, make a decision. Based on your assessment, determine whether or not you should ask for help and how to do it. In my case, I didn't so much, did I set out to ask? I don't know. If I was thinking, okay, today is, in fact, I know I didn't. I didn't wake up thinking, today is the day I'm going to ask for help. But I sort of ended up backing into it by asking a question. And, you know, in, in hindsight, I feel like a genius for having done it that way. Um, but it was just sort of serendipity because my colleague and I just <laughs> happened to be talking and I was like, hey, so tell me. Um, but, you know, maybe that might be a great way for you to start your journey of asking for help. Start by asking a question. Start by finding out how other people are addressing the issue that you might be having. Um, I find a common question among professionals is how do you manage your inbox? And I think it's such a common question because everybody's struggling to figure out how to do that and how to do that more efficiently and effectively. So remember that asking for help is a sign of strength. And there is no shame or judgment in seeking assistance when you need it. So hopefully this has given you some suggestions and some ways of unpacking your own um, reticence and your own hesitation in asking for help. Because if you do not confront the issue, then you can't deal with it. And the more you can honestly assess your own situation, the more you are likely to be able to roll your sleeves up and do something about it. Mentally opening yourself up and asking for help at work can be challenging, but it is an essential part of personal and professional growth. By acknowledging these barriers and taking steps to address them, 
You can encourage a culture of collaboration and growth where everyone feels comfortable asking for help. By being clear and vulnerable and focused and peaceful, you can create a safe and supportive environment where you too can get what you need to succeed and thrive. Share this episode with a friend who needs encouragement asking for help this week. Until next time, this is Fiwea saying be mindful and be well. Well, Amplify, that's a wrap. Remember to take advantage of the free mindfulness app provided to you by Amplify. You can find information about it in the hashtag mindfulness channel or on the intranet in the perks and benefits section of the employee handbook. Share this with someone who could use a little more mindfulness in their lives. If you're not already a member, join us on the hashtag mindfulness channel and let's operate from our peaceful path together. Until next time, be mindful and be well.